today I want to do a video bringing some pretty cool updates for AMD investors, Nvidia investors, and Intel investors. Let's take a closer look in today's episode. So first, I just want to take a closer look at all these companies and how they've done in the past month and in the past five days. AMD right now is up roughly 1% in the past month. In the past five days, it's pretty much sitting at the same price gains as well. Um, the company unfortunately saw a bit of a decline after the company reported earnings, even though I thought they were okay. Um, investors weren't that excited. I am super excited about maybe the end of this year and the 2024 coming up for AMD. Uh, if you want to hear a little bit more about my thoughts on AMD and their earnings, make sure to check out my previous videos. If we take a closer look at NVIDIA in the past month, it's up roughly 5.5%. In the past five days, it's actually down roughly 4.4%. So we can see this one's pretty volatile uh, in the past month. Uh, Intel in the past month is actually the best performer out of the three. I didn't think I was ever going to say that. Um, but in the past month, it's up 8%. And in the past five days, very similar to NVIDIA, it's down roughly 47 so I do have a few updates here. I think let me start off with uh, Intel. I think Intel is probably one of the uh, a pretty interesting one. Uh, so Intel did announce on August 2nd that they're seeing more momentum in their Xeon pr platform. Those are their server CPUs. They do mention for the fourth generation, uh, which is their Sapphire Rapids, right? Their, their current generation, and it is growing in the cloud. They do mention that the fourth gen Xeon powers new Amazon EC2 M7i Flex and M7i instances that deliver customers greater performance, lower TCO, and ease of entry with AI. What I thought was What's pretty interesting about this is they did mention that these instances are powered by a custom 4th gen Intel Xeon scalable processor. They do mention that they've been working closely with AWS to bring a feature-rich 4th gen Xeon processors to its cloud customers, many of which have benefited from its performance and value for months in private and public preview. Uh, so I did think that was pretty interesting where they're now working with maybe their own kind of these giant cloud server providers to provide some custom chip um, within the platform, right? It's not a whole new chip, but it's something custom within the fourth gen uh, CM platform. If we take a closer look at Amazon and their press release, they mentioned that these custom processors available only on the AWS offer up to 15% better performance of over comparable x86 based intel processors utilized by other cloud providers uh, and again the, i mentioned this was like the m7i they do mention compared to the m6i they do provide a 19 percent better price performance compared to the m6i uh, so I, again i thought that was pretty interesting that we are seeing kind of more of a custom processor created for aws i wonder if this is going to be a new kind of go-to strategy for a lot of these cloud server providers um, especially as a lot of these cloud server providers are kind of creating their own silicon solution. I wonder if they're saying, hey, look, we have this silicon solution. Can we work together to maybe make your solution a little bit more closely tied to our solution so we can provide better and better performance? Uh, so that's the first thing I got, and I thought that was pretty, pretty darn interesting. The second one I have is this article that comes up that ev evidence shows up that AI-driven companies are buying up gaming. GPUs. 
And this is pretty interesting, something I have talked about in the past where right now we are seeing this huge demand of AI components and AI uh, processors in forms of chips, and there's too much demand and not enough supply. And one thing that I have mentioned over the past few months is that, hey, we're going to eventually start to see maybe consumer products end up going um, into a lot of these kind of AI workload solutions because companies can't wait all this month uh, for all this lead time for the H100 or the A100. I believe I started talking about this earlier on this year when I noticed that um, ASRock, for example, they do have like their own server business. Uh, They were creating entry-level servers with AMD's Ryzen 7000 series processor. So for those that are not familiar, the Ryzen 7000 series processor is a consumer CPU, right? So in my mind, I'm like, hey, we're seeing consumer CPUs entering the server market. I do believe, especially right now with all these AI workloads, we're going to start to see uh, kind of maybe the AI accelerators like the GPUs also end up in some way or another for a lot of these big players. Uh, so this was published about four days ago, and it does mention this AI, this AI startup roughly purchased, I believe they mentioned, about uh, $60,000 of gaming GPUs to kind of power uh, their AI workloads. Uh, they do mention that at the moment, AMD might be a preferable um, player here because AMD's GPUs tend to have higher memory uh, which tends to be needed for things like large language models. So pretty interesting to see something we'll keep in, in, in the eye um, in the eye for the upcoming months but this can obviously help boost both AMD's and Nvidia's consumer market um, if they start to see an increase in sales for their GPUs to power for their consumer GPUs and their gaming GPUs to kind of power again uh, some of these AI workloads. A lot of maybe gamers might be worried about that because um right you kind of get that crypto boom reaction all over again where all these people were buying kind of gaming graphics cards to kind of power this crypto solution market uh so pretty interesting there's one that i'm gonna keep an eye out for 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 the future um a few other things um i i didn't cover this in any of my um, previous amd videos but one thing that i did kind of forget to mention is it does seem like lisa su and amd is planning on maybe creating uh generations or different flavors of their ai accelerator that will go into the Chinese market. We know that right now there are some U.S. export controls. Uh, so, for example, NVIDIA had to create the H800 and the A800 to be able to be sent out to China. Um, Intel is focusing on creating a, a Ponte Vecchio, uh, Vecchio or whatever. I'm pretty sure I always butcher that name, um, to be able to send out to China. It does seem here from Lisa Su that China is a very important market for them, certainly across their portfolio. And they think about certainly the accelerator market, which is GPUs. Our plan is to, of course, be fully compliant with U.S. export controls, but we do believe there's an opportunity to develop product for our customer set in China that is looking for AI solutions, and we'll continue to work in that direction. Uh, so definitely another market opportunity for AMT. Uh, I do believe right now we are seeing a lot of bullish uh, bullish news for this company. I personally believe AMT is going to be one of the better performance in the second half of this year and in the first half of 2024 compared to some of the other semiconductor players that's just my thoughts for those that are not familiar number one position in my portfolio is nvidia number two percent position in my portfolio is amd Uh, no position in intel 
Now, talking about Intel, I do believe we have another update. But before we go any further, guys, if you are enjoying the episode, make sure to hit the thumbs up. It does help me grow my overall channel. I'm trying to hit 30,000 subs by the end of the year. So that would be truly appreciated. If you want to support the channel a little bit more, I do have a membership program. It's a paid one. Uh, you can hit join above and I do weekly videos on the semiconductor market. It's the semiconductor investor membership, not just the support membership. Uh, I do have a, a free newsletter for those that want free information about the semiconductor space. And finally, finally, I want to thank The Motley Fool for sponsoring this video. And check out fool.com slash Jose for the 10 best stocks to buy now. With that link, you get a promotional offer for the subscription service. Now, let's continue with today's episode. All right, so we do see that Intel plans massive fab expansion in Oregon. Um, in Oregon, they do have like a nice research and development. These are reports based on some permit applications. Uh, so we are seeing that Intel continues to push into this kind of manufacturing and research and development push. So I'm super excited about Intel. I don't have it in my portfolio. Uh, I do believe if it, if, if it drops below the 30s, again, maybe I might think about opening up a position right now i actually don't think it's all is completely overvalued obviously there's a lot of great things coming out with this company a lot of bearish things and, and risks behind it especially the amount of money this company is spending in its manufacturing plant um but i've always said that i always see a bullish case for intel it's just not one that i would like in my portfolio based on on the earnings that i saw and based on the traction that i believe this market will go into i do believe if intel maybe drops um to the below 30s again i wouldn't mind starting up an entry position and maybe loading up over time on that stock um, if not i'm perfectly happy with amd and nvidia i do believe those two will be market outperformers in the long term of things so now the final thing I want to take a closer look at is my favorite semiconductor company, NVIDIA. And we have for NVIDIA, if you've been following the H100, which is their AI C GPU um, that's kind of dominating, dominating, destroying the market, right? Um, there's too much demand and not enough supply. And a lot of people are wondering, hey, Jose, what's happening here? Why is there not enough supply? And the reason being is TSMC, unfortunately, can't finish their products and when you're creating a chip you have two processes you have the front end and the back end i do explain a lot more about this in my membership program in at least i think two weeks ago i did a video on front end and back end but front end is the creator of wafers the back end is kind of the creation of the complete chip so tsmc is able to create enough wafers and that's not the issue what they're having issue is with the back end which is the advanced packaging of finishing off these chips right and they don't have enough enough capacity to be able to do that we heard from tsmc's earnings call that hey they're going to double that capacity uh, uh, of being able in the advanced packaging and in the back end um, but it does seem like that's still not enough um, we do see here from digitimes that tsmc initiates fresh rounds of advanced packaging equipment orders some companies they mention here are epic yamada disco good and precision industrial uh Scientech. Uh, so if anyone's ever curious of some advanced packaging equipment companies those might be some of them uh, so that might be pretty interesting um, but right now we are seeing this company continue to invest in advanced pack packaging equipment um, i actually have a favorite in my semiconductor portfolio i, I recently purchased bessie um, an international company so i am super excited about this um, there was another kind of talk here about amt 
And I keep mentioning that AMD and, and AMD, I do believe, is going to have a very strong second half, at least very, very strong fourth quarter in stock price performance and first half of 2024 as well as we are going to expect to see a nice ramp up and i do believe a nice ramp up of their mi300 um we do see that tsmc is on track of doubling their chip on wafer on substrate capacity that's that advanced packaging i was just talking about by the end of 2024 and there were reports that Digitime goes as far as saying, citing its sources in the industry, that when AMD's MI300 series enters mass production, the volume of TSMC shipments for this um, chip on wafer on substrate based product will be equivalent to half of NVIDIA's equipped GPU totaled in a single quarter. Um, so I think it's pretty interesting. It's kind of suggesting that AMD is definitely going to have a nice amount of market pool. And they have been great partners with TSMCs with a lot of advanced packaging developments. So I do believe that TSMC is going to play very, very nice with AMD right now. Uh, so I, I, like I mentioned, I do believe this is going to showcase that AMD believes they have a nice amount of demand for the products. I do believe that's the case. And TSMC is definitely going to help them kind of pr produce a nice amount of chips. Uh, so I do believe believe right now the market to somewhat is underestimating AMD's AI portfolio and I do believe when the MI300 does come out in the fourth quarter and start ramping up production in the first half of 2024 we are going to see some positive positive results um, again one of the big things here and one of the risk is hey right now the AI market is pretty wonky it's seen a huge demand in such a short amount of time can the demand die off before the MI300 comes out I believe the answer is no um, but obviously there is that risk behind it so I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode take care have a good day and see you all next time